Seriously Social News, your weekly news roundup on all that's new in the world of social media, the internet and technology. Welcome to Seriously Social News on Friday the 12th of April 2013. Last week on April the 4th, Facebook had a special Android event where it announced a new service for Android phones called Facebook Home. Facebook Home is not a new operating system, but it isn't just an app. It can be seen as a series of apps or a shell that sits on top of the Android operating system. It's being launched in the United States today, the 12th of April, and users can download it from the Google Play Store. It's also being pre-installed on the new phone from HTC, the HTC First but it is compatible with other Android phones such as the Samsung Galaxy S3 and S4, the Samsung Galaxy Note 2 and HTC One phones. Despite Facebook Home coming pre-installed on the HTC first, it turns out that it can be disabled so the user can use just the stock Android operating system. People from outside the US should be able to download Facebook Home in the weeks to come. Facebook Home offers a new home screen and lock screen which streams information from photos from your friends on Facebook. There is a feature called Chat Heads, which will allow you to chat with your friends even when you are using other apps. A chat head will appear with your friend's face on any app and you can chat with them straight away. For more information, see the announcement from Facebook or see the video, which is in the show notes. Almost immediately after Facebook's announcement, there were some privacy concerns, but Facebook went out of its way to address these concerns with a new blog post. Despite this, it's true that Facebook will be able to glean more information about you and your location but at least you can uninstall or switch Facebook Home off completely if you are concerned. To be honest, I'm fairly underwhelmed by Facebook Home. Although I haven't had the chance to play with it myself, it just seems a bit of extra gloss on top of the Android operating system. It's not something I'll be rushing to download. What do you think? Seriously Social News Facebook is starting to place restrictions on event invites, and many people are saying about time. It's now only possible to invite 100 users at a time, and there can only be 300 pending invitations on events. Some people have also noticed a few changes which haven't been rolled out to all users, which could be Facebook testing potential features to a small subset of users. One change is to show the number of new news stories on your newsfeed that you haven't read as a small digit to the right of the home button on the navigation. Or the other is the use of the words boost or advertise when creating a new post instead of the word promote. Seriously Social The founder of UK-based sound-sharing social network Audioboo is to leave the company on the 1st of May, although he will remain on the board. Mark Rock founded Audioboo back in March 2009 through his company Best Before Media. Audioboo has a loyal following and has had a number of big names such as Stephen Fry amongst its user base. It has struggled in recent times to find its way, and it seems to be falling behind similar services such as SoundCloud in popularity. Having said all of that, I am a big fan of Audioboo and like the recent update to the website. However, I'm not a fan of their pricing structure and the fact that I can only record up to three minutes of audio unless I spend £60 per year, and that's only if my content isn't for business use. It will be interesting to see where Audioboo goes from here. It's obvious that Audioboo's investors want to get some returns on their investment, but will they frustrate the loyal user base in the process? Only time will tell. Socially awesome. 
The virtual digital currency Bitcoin has been around since 2009, but it's not been until the last few months that it has been noticed by the mainstream media. Bitcoins are starting to be seen as a legitimate alternative to real money, but it's still a bit early to say. The whole system is incredibly secure, but also very bizarre. Bitcoins are completely decentralized and aren't managed by any organization, authority or government. It relies on a peer-to-peer -peer network and are stored on digital wallets by users either locally on their computers or by using an online service. Bitcoins themselves are subdivided into 100 million smaller units called Satoshis and so it's possible to pay with very small portions of a single Bitcoin. New Bitcoins are created by miners. Anyone can be a miner, but the Bitcoin system is set up so that it becomes more and more difficult to mine a Bitcoin each year. Bitcoins are mined by computers or servers who constantly try to solve mathematical problems which get harder the more Bitcoins are in existence. At the moment, it's only really possible to mine Bitcoins successfully if you pool your resources together with other users using many computers. The number of Bitcoins that can be mined halves every four years until the year 2140 when the maximum number of 21 million Bitcoins will be in circulation. Bitcoins are starting to be used more often on the web for easy electronic transactions, but they are also being used by cybercriminals who love the anonymity that they provide over standard transactions. There are even going to be Bitcoin ATMs with the first opening in Cyprus, which may well be welcomed due to the continuing monetary problems in that country. IAG.me It's good to see more and more of the big companies taking the security of their users more seriously. I've mentioned LastPass, Google, Apple, Evernote and MailChimp offering two-factor or two-step authentication to their users, and there are rumours that Twitter may do the same in the near future. Two-step authentication requires a second step to log in after entering your password. This usually is a number that is sent to you by a text message or from a separate device such as an app on your smartphone. Two-factor authentication just means that a second device or method such as a smartphone is being used to authenticate the user. This week Ars Technica and The Verge published articles that showed that Microsoft are reportedly preparing a two-factor authentication for their accounts. This will help secure Outlook.com, Hotmail and other Microsoft services. Socially awesome. Google is testing a new facility for Google Plus page owners that will allow them to link their page with up to 50 YouTube channels. According to Google, this will offer new features such as improved video sharing, live hangout videos and a YouTube tab on the Google Plus page. Unfortunately, it looks like users won't be able to seamlessly toggle between YouTube channels and accounts, but if accounts are linked it should be easy to switch between them using Google's Switch account service. The new service is in beta and only available to some users. It's also only available on Google Plus pages, not personal profiles. Seriously social! Twitter have been busy recently with quite a few new updates. Twitter cards have been updated for mobile to allow the showing of more detailed previews and deep linking to a specific app. Twitter cards are Twitter's way of showing more information about the link in a tweet. It could be a link generated by another app such as Facebook, Path, Instagram or Foursquare. Now if you view the tweet on a mobile device, it will show you more information on the link. If the app has been generated by a third party app, Twitter will either open the app and take you to the link or you will be prompted to download it. Twitter have also completely redesigned the app for Android devices. Unfortunately, quite a few people have complained that they can't access their profile or direct messages. It's also a lot harder to switch between multiple Twitter accounts. Now the only way to switch to another Twitter account is to go to your profile, click on the accounts button and select the profile you want to go to. Twitter are stepping up their service for businesses by relaunching their Twitter for Businesses website. 
Twitter for Businesses is an online resource for businesses to learn more about marketing themselves using Twitter. Have a look at the video in the show notes. And finally, yesterday Twitter had a big problem in that all their links stopped working. Links in Twitter are managed by the short domain t.co, which redirects people to the longer URL. Twitter fixed the problem, but it does highlight one issue of using short URLs in that you are relying on a third-party service. You've been listening to Seriously Social News from Ian Anderson Gray. You can follow Ian on Twitter at iag.me and on Facebook at facebook.com slash iag.me. For all the latest, check out Ian's blog at www.iag.me. This podcast is brought to you by Select Performers Internet Solutions. IAG.me. Seriously social. Socially awesome.